This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. On this episode of Narcissist Apocalypse Q&A, we discuss the early warning signs of an abuser and is the way you're being treated abuse. Welcome to Narcissist Apocalypse Q&A, everyone. I am Brandon Chadwick, and today we are going to discuss the cycle of abuse, early warning signs of an abuser, how can you tell if the person you are with will become abusive, and is the way you are currently being treated or were treated abuse. But before we get to that, if you want to be a guest on our Survivor Story episodes, please do go to our website at NarcissistApocalypse.com. Top of the page, there's a button that says Guest Form. When you click on that button, it takes you to our Guest Form page. Please do read all of the instructions that are there and either send us an email at NarcissistApocalypse at gmail.com or fill out our Guest Form and press the Submit button. We need as many stories as you can send us, so please do send in your stories today. So before we begin our episode, just a trigger warning for everyone, we do discuss physical abuse and sexual abuse, sexual coercion in this episode. And today we are going to talk about the cycle of abuse, early warning signs of abuser. And some of these things are from Lundy Bancroft's book, uh, Why Does He Do That? But before we get into that, sometimes I tell people, not all the time, but sometimes I'll tell people that if I could change the name of the show, I would probably change it to Patterns of Abuse. And I say that because... You know, that is really what we are talking about in the show. We're looking for patterns of abuse, uh, abusive behavior. That's what we're doing. That's what we're kind of analyzing so people can start seeing what is going on in, in their relationships. And the reason why we don't call the show patterns of abuse is because a lot of people really aren't typing that into the internet. So we're really found by people typing in the word a narcissist. But a lot of our show is about figuring out what the patterns of abuse are. And as Vienna, who was a guest on our show, once said, a red flag isn't a red flag until it becomes a pattern. So that's kind of what we're looking for and when we're going to be discussing today's show, that we're not looking for these kind of one-off things here. We're looking for these things start to happening twice, three times, multiple times. So you can start to see patterns form as far as what uh, what abuse types are going on. And then when we discuss the cycle of abuse, get to see the pattern of, of how that cycle works. So the cycle of abuse usually goes in the following order and will repeat until the conflict uh, that is going on or the abuse that is going is on is stopped. And it's usually by the survivor entirely abandoning the relationship and with narcissistic abuse a lot, it is when you are discarded. 
So the cycle can occur hundreds of times in an abusive relationship, the total cycle taking anywhere from a few hours to a year to more to complete itself. But the length of the cycle usually diminishes over time so that the reconciliation and calm stages may disappear. Uh, Violence becomes more intense and the cycles will eventually become more frequent over time. So the first part of the cycle of abuse is tension building, and this is when tensions increase. There could be a breakdown of communication. The victim becomes fearful and feels the need to placate the abuser. The next point of cycle of, of the cycle of abuse is number two, which is the incident, which is a verbal, emotional, and physical abuse. There's anger, blaming, arguing, threats, and intimidation during this stage of the cycle. Part three of this cycle is called reconciliation, where the abuser apologizes, gives excuses, blames the victim, uh, denies the abuse ever occurred, or says that it wasn't as bad as the victim claims. And then part four of this abuse cycle is the calm, where the incident is forgotten, no abuse is taking place, and it's kind of like a honeymoon phase. It normalizes things in a lot of ways, because you're out of the abuse at this moment. The calm has happened. You think things might be uh, getting better and only to you know end the cycle for the cycle to eventually begin again. So when I speak to uh, people who have been abused, a lot of the time they are saying that they are avoiding uh, being in a relationship because they don't want to be in an abusive relationship again. They don't want to somehow get stuck in that type of relationship. And people don't trust themselves to make the proper decisions after. So besides trusting your gut, which I always like to remind people that their gut did tell them the truth, but they were just overwhelmed by the abuser to quiet down the gut feelings voice. Uh, Lundy Bancroft has made a list of how you can tell if the person you are seeing will become abusive. So if you are in a relationship with someone new, keep a checklist or a journal when you start dating And here are the warning signs according to Lundy Bancroft. And also try to think of these things as a whole and not just uh, one thing. So ways to tell if the person you are seeing will become an abuser. And the first one on the list is they speak disrespectfully about their former partners. And this isn't just normal anger or resentment. This type of person might come off as being very degrading or condescending toward uh, their former partner and the way that they are, are talking about them. So it's not just, no, it's not a normal anger or resentment. There's this degrading type of stuff going on. It's very condescending. Also, if your partner is saying something like you're nothing like their ex and you are nothing like the other people that have come before you, you are the first person to treat this abuser well or this person well that's also you know a big red flag uh, you know because they're really speaking disrespectfully by comparing you to them and how they were treated however uh, some abusers do have the opposite approach which is to glorify or elevate their former partners and they do that in a way where they'll say that you, that you aren't as sexy Uh, as their partner or as as successful as the people that came before you. And this is a very big triangulation move where they're bringing someone else into the equation here. Uh, Both of these things are triangulation moves, but in this one right here, you're being compared to someone else in a way where 
This person is showing you uh, how great someone else is. It makes you feel bad about yourself. It, it starts like to really run at your self-esteem, your self-confidence, and you're trying to possibly then win their favor. That's what can kind of happen here. But when someone is kind of saying those things out loud uh, that you aren't as sexy or athletic or successful as the people before, uh, then that is a big red flag. And that's uh, like the the opposite approach that someone might use when they speak disrespectfully about their former partner. So with both of these, where someone is speaking disrespectfully, but again, where someone is going to be championing or saying nice things about their former partner, uh, these are both done to triangulate you and they're done for for different reasons. Uh, you know, the first one is to triangulate you so you might be on their side, that when they're talking about their partner like this, they might also be talking about things that have been uh, done to them. So there might be a little bit of a victim kind of playing that might be going on there. So they're really trying to, you know, make it that the other person is, is bad and making you uh, look better so you feel good about yourself you're getting kind of getting a positive reinforcement from uh, this this person that you're dealing with uh, putting someone else down and that makes you feel good and it could make you feel more connected to them that you know, you're this person that's going to be this good person in their life and on the flip side with the one where they are going to be uh, saying nice things about the uh, ex in this situation, it is done to triangulate you. So you might feel like you are, it might put you in like a jealous mode or put you in a mode where you are off balance, where you might want to uh, be better for this person instead of um, just being yourself. So it's kind of like a game show where you might be trying to win their affection in in this way. So these ways are, are both, these things are both done and they're both triangulation, uh, but done for different purposes, different, but kind of similar purposes, which is to, to gain control of you. Uh, the second one on this list is they are disrespectful to you. And this could be putting down your opinions, angry about your opinions. They could be rude to you in front of other people. Uh, they could be sarcastic put downs disguised as jokes. We hear that a lot on the show as stated before, condescending tones, uh, these things are communicating a real lack of respect, and if these things are recurring, uh, then the, and and there's no accountability, that's a really big uh, red flag. So this is a really big sign if, if if the person is being disrespectful towards you. So the next one on the list is that they do favors for you that you don't want, or puts on a show of generosity that makes you very uncomfortable. And this is done to create a sense of indebtedness to eventually use over your head. It's, you know, we've heard it all the time on the show where people are doing favors for other people and it's to make you feel like you have a debt towards them and that you might owe them something. And then they'll always call back and hark on that. But if they start doing this early on, that is, is a warning sign. Next up on the list is that they are controlling. And sometimes control could be disguised as love. And we've discussed that on the show uh, many times. Control disguised as, as love is a lot of the time when you're being tracked and 
someone is saying, oh, I just want to make sure that you got home all right. I just want to know where you are. I have a fear for your safety. Just tell me if you're okay. It's like there's a concern kind of going on that they want the best for you, but there's really control going on. You know, other forms of control could be comments on your clothes or your looks that you're overdoing things or underdoing things when it comes to those things. They want you to spend more time with them. They want you to quit your job. They want you to get maybe a better job. Uh, They give way too much advice about managing your life uh, and they become impatient if you don't listen. Start to get bothered that you don't share all their beliefs and that can be politics and and music, etc. So that is controlling and also it's just a really big early warning sign that, that this could be an abusive behavior. So next up on the list is jealousy or possessiveness. And this is also a form of uh, control. And with jealousy and possessiveness, it could be that they don't want you hanging out with other people. Uh, they're jealous of exes. They're, they're jealous of your friends. They're jealous of your family. And there's a possessiveness that might go on here where they want you all to themselves. And they're expecting you to kind of give up your freedom uh, to accommodate them. And it might not seem like it's happening because it might seem like they're doing it out of love. I want to hang out with you more. I want to hang out with you more while you hang out with these other people. You should just be with me. So their insecurities are, are really coming out and it's done in a way that it is controlling you. And you might feel very suffocated by this. That might be like a reaction that you are having if that's kind of what's going on with you right now. But it's, you know, this real jealous kind of behavior and isolation becomes a, a big part of uh, jealousy and, and possessiveness is something that is Maybe the most dominant thing you might see is like a separation between you and and other people when uh, this pops up in your relationships. Up next on our list from Lundy Bancroft's list is nothing is ever their fault. And this is when someone blames something or someone for anything that goes wrong. And as time goes by... Uh, you know, the target of that blame will increasingly become you. So early on in the relationship, you might hear them blame all these other people, things at work, their boss, their coworkers, the family members, their friends, anything that's kind of going wrong, they're just blaming other people. And initially, it's not happening to you, but eventually it will happen to you. So that's a really big sign of, of abuse as well. Up next, they are self-centered. So Things to listen for early in the relationship here is that they do a lot more of the talking in the relationship. They don't listen very well. They have very poor listening skills when you are talking. And then they'll also be very good at shifting topics of conversation back around to them. If it starts on you, they'll somehow flip it back onto them somehow. So that is them being uh, very self-centered and that is an early warning sign. Another early warning sign is that they abuse drugs or alcohol. So if in many cases, try to make you think that you're the one that's going to help them get sober. So you start to play the savior role, which might might kind of bring you into these situations because a lot of people 
that have been on our show uh, are, um, you know, caretakers, they're people pleasers, and they are helpers. And they want to help people as much as possible. And sometimes they see this person who might be saying, well, I'm about to get clean or I'm in the process of becoming clean and sober. You're like, you're a good influence on me. I, I, you know, I believe you can help me. And that, that hits that type of person right in the heart and they kind of go for it. So, you know, someone who abuses drugs and alcohol is also on the uh, early warning signs. Next up on the list of early warning signs is that they pressure you for sex. We hear a lot on the show sexual coercion, and it's in many, many episodes sexual coercion um, happens, and that's not respecting your wishes or feelings regarding sex. It's exploitative, and that is abuse. It's sexual coercion. Coercion is abuse. So if you see someone who is seeing women as sex sex objects rather than as human beings, that is a big red flag. If they say that you need to have sex with them to truly prove that you love them or care for them in any sort of situation while you're in a relationship with them, that is a, a really big flag that you're being pressured to have uh, sex. And this is a, a very big early warning sign as well. Up next on this Lundy Bancroft list of early warning signs is they get serious way too quickly about the relationship. And again, we hear this all throughout our podcast. It's one of the biggest hallmarks of of, of our podcast and, and the show and this type of abuse is that, you know, the future faking is, is, is happening during this time. So they jump into planning your future together. Uh, they don't really know who you are yet or grow close to you. And it's like they're trying to kind of really wrap you up. And they are trying to convince you that you have the shared future a lot of the time and things just really start going really, really quickly and you kind of buy into what's going on. Um, And when these things start to happen and you start to really notice that things are going fast, try to take steps to slow things down. And if the person does not respect your wishes when you're trying to slow things down, that means you have a really uh, big problem on on your hands. But another sign on our early warnings list is that, you know, they get serious too quickly about the relationship. Up next is they intimidate you when they get angry. And things that should put you on alert here are they get too close to you uh, when they get angry They could put a finger in your face. They could poke you. They could push you. They could block your way. Uh, Doorways, we hear that a lot. Uh, They could restrain you. The person could say that they're just trying to make you uh, listen. Uh, Intimidation is also when someone can raise their fist. They, They tower over you. That is also intimidation. They can shout down to you. They can behave in ways that make you flinch or just in ways that make you feel afraid. That is intimidation. They might say things like, you don't want to see me mad. You don't know who you're messing with. They could drive recklessly while you're in the car to intimidate you. Uh, They can punch walls. We hear that a lot in the show, show, uh, punching walls, making holes in walls. They could kick doors. Uh, They can throw things around. So even if they don't hit you, throwing things around is also a form of intimidation. It's scary. So 
uh, a big early warning sign is that uh, they intimidate you when they get angry. So, you know, some people can get angry, but they're not doing anything intimidating because anger is a natural uh, emotion. But if they're intimidating you while they're getting angry, that is a big early warning sign. Uh, next up on Lundy Bancroft's list of early warning signs is they have double standards. So we hear this on the show all the time that there's always a hypocrisy. You know, the rules for you are completely different rules for them. And what they can do one thing and if you do the same thing, you're going to get in trouble. And if you try to say something to them about what uh, they just did, they're not going to listen. They're going to probably deflect. They're going to blame shift. They're going to do anything to then re- kind of reflect it back on you somehow or avoid the situation. Or they might not even say anything. They just might walk away from the conversation. But having double standards is a big early warning sign. Up next on Lundy Bancroft's list is that they have negative attitudes toward women. And it might seem that they might like you at the beginning, but uh, eventually this person, as Lundy Bancroft says, isn't going to forget for very long that you are a, a woman. So these people have stereotype beliefs about women's sex roles, how women should take care of the home how a man's career might be more important than a woman's. And this can really become a big, big problem. And when you don't start living in the way that they want you to in these defined stereotyped roles or negative attitudes toward women, you then might start seeing who they uh, really are and the abuse might ramp up from there. And, you know, in our show, we hear this uh, a lot but also specifically when we have people that are coming on from the religious backgrounds on our show. This is very, very, very prevalent. So negative attitudes toward women and just kind of listening to their language early on and seeing how they're talking about women as a whole and, you know, inferior, stupid, things like that. Pay attention to that. Write it down in your journal. That's a a big early warning sign. Uh, Next up on our list is that they treat you differently around other people. So abusers tend to, you know, in front of other people, make it look like that you are the best person in the world. They might say the nicest things about you in front of everyone. They might hype you up in every way, your accomplishments, maybe the way you look. They're just kind of really building you up for other people while other people are watching. And then behind the scenes is when the abuse will happen. So if you're being treated differently around other people, that is a big early warning sign. So the last early warning sign on Lundy Bancroft's list is that they appear to be attracted to vulnerability. And for this, it's for men who are attracted to women who are much younger than they are, Uh, maybe people who are at really big different developmental points in their life where there's a really big imbalance when it comes to uh, knowledge or life experience. And if the people are the same age, then someone is really looking or an abuser is really looking for someone where they can be the teacher uh, to someone's mentor. So there's a power imbalance in in that way. 
But there is a flip side to this one where some abusers are actually going after very accomplished people, uh, very, very, very dominating um, type of women in society. And they're doing that because in their mind, they're kind of catching this bigger fish. And on a side note, a story that goes along with this uh, big fish, fish catching. I once spoke to a person with... Uh, narcissistic uh, tendencies and they were in a relationship with someone and they wanted that person to be a singer and they were a singer already they like to sing but they wanted this person to become famous so what was attractive to them was that this person uh, be that that they could be this big, 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 big famous singer and that this person, the the abuser in this situation would be the boyfriend of someone so successful and that really got them going. They wanted to be associated with someone like that so they, they could say to themselves, look who I am associated. It made them feel good that someone that successful and that appreciated and that adored would be with them. And that was the crux of what they wanted. They didn't want someone who was a lower than them. They wanted to be seen as a big person by association. And side note, uh, when this person did not want to become the singer that uh, the abuser wanted them to be, they called that person ungrateful for all the help that they were giving them, just proving exactly who they were uh, to begin with. So n- none of these warning signs as you know, just one is a sure sign that, that someone is uh, abusive with, with the exception of physical in intimidation. But, uh, you know, there, if you're really accumulating a lot of these warning signs, then you really might have a big uh, problem on on your hands with who you are dealing with. So when these things are start to really become a pattern that a lot of these warning signs are on there and these things might start progressing or these things are kind of just really forming a pattern that like it happened here, it wasn't sm- it was smoothed over. They said they were going to be sorry. It happens again. You know, and then they said they were going to be sorry and they might smooth it over with some love bombing of some sort and then happens again. By number three or number four, you have a really good pattern, you know, here that these things are are happening, that this is real. But, you know, to start off, if you have these early warning signs and you're looking at it, just say to yourself, which ones are the deal breakers? And you're like, this one's a deal breaker. This one's a deal breaker. This one's a deal breaker. You hit three of them. Boom. You know, you're gone. So start to think of, of the things as how many does it take on this list for it to be a deal breaker for me? And even if you're wrong about the, the person, it doesn't matter. You're trying to be as safe as possible. And, and this is what is keeping you safe. So do what you feel is best for you and is safe for you. And always keep a journal of these things and, and keep track of these early warning signs. So one of the biggest things people type into Google is, am I being abused? Or when is it abuse? Is the way I'm being treated abuse? Because people are just trying to make sense of what is actually going on in their relationships. And abuse can be very, 
very subtle. It's not easy to detect. And you're trying to know the difference between is my partner having a bad day? Uh, are they just being a jerk? And or is this like a pattern, you know, patterns of abuse? Are, are these things starting to add up and, and becoming something uh, more serious? Because, you know, your partner could have a bad day. You know, they might call you a name from time to time, act selfish here or there and sensitive. It doesn't mean that they are uh, abusive. We're looking for like these consistent patterns and these cycles that are, are occurring. And uh, abuse is about power or a power imbalance. And that's really what we are, are, are looking for. So according to Lundy Bancroft, uh, these are uh, the lines where subtle kinds of mistreatment end and abuse begins. And these are a lot of the actions that are occurring. Uh, that your partner will retaliate against you for complaining about their behavior. And we hear that a lot on on the show. So when the abuser tells you that your objections to their mistreatment are your own problem. So things you might hear uh, with this is you're too sensitive. Every little thing bothers you. It shouldn't be any big deal. Uh, Not everyone is all nicey-nice when they're angry like you want them to be. Don't start talking to me like I'm abusive just because your ex-boyfriend or your parents abuse you. You think everyone is abusing you. Uh, You're just angry because you aren't getting your way. So you're saying I'm mistreating you. So this is the way that they're kind of flipping it back on you. They're making it that the treatment is your own issue and it has nothing to do with them. It's a great way that of deflecting that they're doing and they're just really putting everything back on you without taking any sort of responsibility. So all of these things that you just heard are ways for the abuser to, you know, discredit your complaints of of the mistreatment that is going on and that as well is is just abusive. And it, it's a very good tactic on their part to do um, by, by discrediting you and, and your complaints. It kind of makes you start questioning things, and it's a huge form of gaslighting. Another way uh, that they might be treating you is that they give apologies that sound insincere or angry, and they demand that you accept them. Uh, they blame you for the impact of their behavior. So Lundy Bancroft has a little example where he states that if the victim is depressed or weepy one morning because the night before they were torn apart verbally by the abuser, the abuser might say the next day, if you're going to be such a drag today, why don't you just go back to bed so I won't have to look at you? So your your behavior which was caused by them, you're now being blamed for it. So that is what it means. Like you're being blamed for the impact of their behavior. So the mood that you might be in, which they're getting upset about because you might be in a bad mood, they cause that bad mood. They cause you maybe to be angry. They cause you to be sad. And that's crazy making because you can actually see that and be like, well, I am sad. Maybe it is me. So gaslighting can really come into play right here uh, for them blaming you for the impact of their behavior. Another thing on this list is it's never the right time or right way to bring things up. 
And this is something that is very scary to do because you are afraid of the reaction from the other person when you're going to be bringing up these things that really need to be talked about. And you're afraid of uh, the rage. You're afraid that, you know, some sort of devaluation is about to occur. I mean, you're walking on eggshells around this situation and, and you're just you're just afraid of what's going to be happening, the reaction. And being afraid like that is a big sign. Also on the list is that they undermine your progress in life. So that could be interfering with your freedom uh, or your independence. That is abuse. They might cause you to lose your job or to drop out of school. They might discourage you from pursuing your dreams. Uh, They can cause damage in your relationships with your friends and relatives. They can take advantage of you financially. They can damage all of your economic security. So it's a lot of financial abuse that might be going on. They could be telling you that you are incompetent. Uh, at something that you really uh, enjoy. And we hear that a lot as well. Like when it comes to artwork or writing or things along those lines, they might really get on you and discourage you from doing those things by verbally attacking you. And they do this as a way to get you to give up um, trying to do things that you enjoy, that, that can give you independence, that can give you this freedom and creativity is is part of that as well. So they're trying to undermine, you know, the progress of your life, the things that make you uh, you independently being separated from them, and and really also the things that you really just enjoy. And another thing on the list is denying what they did. And this one is relatively simple. It's gaslighting, uh, and someone could. Uh, call you a name and then deny that they actually did it when you know that they called you that name or they could punch a wall and then just deny that that actually happened. So that is denying what they did. Uh, Next up on our list is that they justify hurtful or frightening acts or say that you made them do it. And according to Lundy Bancroft, in an example, this is when an abuser responds that they have every right to yell at you because they're because you're not listening to them. And and that is abuse. And the abuser uses your behavior as an excuse for their own behavior. And we hear that a lot on our show, things like that. Uh, Up next on this list is that they touch you in anger or put you in fear in other ways. And physical aggression by a man toward their partner is abuse, even if it happens only once. And this can be fist raises, punches a hole in the wall, throw things at you, uh, throw things around you, uh, blocks your way in doorways, blocks the entrances, uh, restrains you, grabs, pushes, or pokes you, or threatens to hurt you. That is physical abuse. They are creating fear and using Uh, your need for physical freedom and safety as a way to control you. And up next, we have that they coerce you into having sex or they'll sexually assault you. And this is uh, abuse. And uh, we hear this again a lot in the show, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Sexual coercion happens by partners. Rape happens by, by partners over the course of the relationship. Sexual coercion or force in a relationship is abuse. And up next, we have uh, they're controlling, uh, disrespectful, 
or degrading behavior becomes a pattern. And as we stated before, like when does something become a pattern? Is it something, you know, that happens uh, twice, three times? This is when you have to kind of start noticing yourself when these things are happening, how often they are happening. And in your mind, um, this one is for you to decide, is this type of uh, controlling, disrespectful, disrespectful or degrading behavior become a pattern? And if it has become a pattern of mistreatment of you and it is repetitive, then that is abuse. And uh, the last sign of abuse on Lundy Bancroft's list is that you are showing signs of being abused. That might be uh, you feeling that you're afraid of your partner. Uh, Are you getting distant from friends or family because your partner makes those relationships difficult? Is your motivation declining? Are you feeling depressed? You know, check your energy levels. If these things are getting lower, then this could be abuse. Is your self-opinion of yourself declining? Uh, Are you always fighting to be good enough and to prove yourself? Uh, Do you find yourself constantly preoccupied with the relationship and how to fix it? Uh, Do you feel like you can't do anything right? Do you feel like the problems in your relationship are all your fault? Uh, Do you repeatedly leave arguments feeling like you've been messed with but can't figure out exactly why? And if that is happening, it is a very good sign that you are being uh, mistreated and that abuse is actually occurring. So those are ways to, you know, really look at is what's going on the way I'm being treated. Is that abuse? And today's episode was all about the signs of abuse and kind of figuring out if you were abused because it's a really... You know, if you go to uh, Reddit and you go to our own forum boards, uh, these are a lot of things that people are talking about. And these are the really the big things that people are typing in originally when they're going on to Google or maybe Bing, one of those two things, if the people who use Bing out there. And, uh, you know, these are the things to try and kind of figure out what is going on and to uh, maneuver yourself after through that. So, you know, uh, hopefully you enjoyed uh, this episode about the cycles of abuse, early warning signs of an abuser. For those of you who are going to be getting back into relationships again and you really wanted to know uh, that information and really kind of you know, create journals uh, about that. And for those of you who are um, going through abuse right now or being treated um, and you don't know uh, what you're dealing with, I encourage everyone to go out and buy Lundy Bancroft's uh, Why Does He Do That? We've already done Uh, the types of abusers from Lundy Bancroft's book on our show before. So please go listen to that episode as well, but also just buy Lundy Bancroft's book. It is a fabulous book. It should be one of the first books you always buy uh, when you're uh, dealing with abuse. So I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our episode. And for those of you that want to be a guest on our Survivor Story episodes, please do go to our website at NarcissistApocalypse.com. Top of the page, there's a button that says Guest Form. Uh, When you click on that button, it takes you to our Guest Form page, and you will see all of our instructions. Please read them all and either send us an email at NarcissistApocalypse at gmail.com or fill out our Guest Form and press the Submit button. Also at our website, we have our very own safe social network support group. Top of the page at NarcissistApocalypse.com is our support group. You click on that button, it takes you to our network on there. We have Zoom meetings every Wednesday night, uh, every Thursday afternoon, and every Saturday night. 
and we also have forum boards for you to post on and you can get validation from your fellow uh, survivors. You can also get uh, advice from them as well and just, just be reassured by them. It's a great community that is on there. We have ad-free episodes as well and episodes that have never made it to air. And if you need even more support, please do go visit our friends at domesticshelters.org. At domesticshelters.org, you can find articles and resources that can help you make sense of what you are dealing with. You have every phone number, every website address and email address from every shelter and every domestic violence agency, no matter how big or small the town you are in. It is on domesticshelters.org. It is a wonderful organization. So please do visit them today. And that is it for our show today. So I thank you very much uh, for listening and I hope you have a good night.